Hello and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. I'm Coach Alan DeRitter, and we always start off our show with a prayer. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Dear God, we thank you very much for letting us have this show, letting us be on the air for so long. Pray that um, uh, throughout the show we can really uh, unify our community and help us through this crisis, help us be able to navigate this uh, in a way that we're all better for it at the end. Please give us patience, please give us wisdom, and please give us guidance as to how we should behave and what we should do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Okay, uh, I'm recording this on August the 11th because August the 10th, Monday, uh, we were basically just getting started back in school and uh, it was it was beyond hectic. The stuff that we teachers are going to have to do um is crazy okay it's 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 very intimidating it's exciting i mean attitude determines altitude you know but everything's so fluid right now and people are basically winging it the whole world is winging it at least the whole country uh as to what we should do and what's the best thing to do and then we don't just we don't agree with each other as to what to do and anyhow um what i'm gonna try to do tonight is Pull out every, everything as of 6.14 p.m. on August the 11th. Everything that I know at this very moment, okay? Um, so, without any further ado, let's start with LHSAA first. LHSAA today uh, tweeted out a very adamant uh, statement that nothing was going to happen on Wednesday. They were not going to follow the momentum of the Big Ten and cancel football. Why does that? Sh- why should that concern you? Okay, well, the football is, should concern everybody, club included, because uh, football's been pushed to October the 8th, okay? Which means that every other season will probably have to be pushed back two weeks, all right? So that would kind of put us with soccer in this, uh, the beginning of the second week of November, which football will be in full throttle. Okay, and a lot of us have football players on our teams and volleyball players also as well. And and so uh, if those dates get pushed back by two weeks, then guess what? Your club. Yeah. If we if we get to phase four, okay, club ball can can go two weeks longer. Okay, than we normally have have gone. Okay, we usually we stop around the uh, beginning of the third week of October. And uh, I think this year the date is October 26th. And, uh, and so now you can play club ball through the beginning of November, which would be kind of helpful to me because club ball doesn't stop for the little ones. It stops for the high school kids uh, on October 26th. So that would be helpful for me. But here's how it's going to be hurtful for all of y'all is that we're going to have to reschedule or at least be very creative in the LSA world uh, because of the fact that high school season may may not end when it's supposed to at the end of February. Now, it... it we don't know yet. I'm just speculating. Okay, it might end at the end of February, and we'll just be out two weeks of soccer. Okay, um, um, if that's all it is, I think everybody can 
can uh, grin and bear it and, and, and move on. So our starting dates are going to be different, okay? Um, um, so that's the LHSA point of view as of August the 11th, okay? Let's see what happens on Wednesday. Let's see what happens if the SEC folds up football. And, and uh, it, it's a different animal, y'all. Scholastic sports and professional sports. And professional sports, they're taking their risks. Uh, they're signing off on it. Some of the athletes are not taking risks. But on the scholastic side, uh, let's say a kid does get some kind of heart defect from catching COVID. And doesn't get it for another six to eight years. They can come back and sue the institution that allowed them to get exposed to this virus. So a lot of people are getting scared, okay, uh, for that for that reason, I would like to think they're getting scared because they just don't want people to get sick. You know, uh, it just depends. Of course, we're arguing back and forth, but I think our organization, LSA, has been doing an outstanding job uh, putting the kids first, which is putting a lot of clubs in, in financial duress. Of course, you have, you know, that uh, uh, money that the government had available, but it just goes so far and. And maybe some more monies will be available to help make payroll follow the clubs that are that are designed uh, to have paid staff and all. But uh, when it comes to a little club like mine, um, uh, we're just kind of just waiting to see what we should do. Okay, I'm still on pause. I would like to not get going until phase three. Uh, but a lot of the clubs now are just starting individualized training, like group, you know, training skill work and everything. And let me remind you. One more time, that if your teams are scrimmaging, you're in, you're in violation, okay? Uh, you cannot be scrimmaging right now. I know a lot of you are taking advantage of the fact that Mississippi is allowing team sports as of yesterday. I haven't checked today. And so you can go play a Mississippi uh, against a Mississippi team. So that kind of keeps that itch happy that you want to play games. But I asked a critical question. They're so close to us. Why in the world are they allowing games to be played? Um, just like why in the world are we allowing baseball games to be played in Louisiana? Okay, I think the right thing to do is to wait for the green light. Okay, and trust trust the leaders and and go from there. So anyhow, uh, whatever your club is deciding to do, um, as long as they don't scrimmage in Louisiana, okay, then they're not breaking any rules, all right? And and uh, Coach Esker, our president, has been really on top of everything as to, uh, you know, keeping us up to date and keeping us in tune with our governor, okay? And uh, I know we try not to talk about politics on this show, but I do like, our, I do think our governor kind of uh, doesn't play the Democratic line or Republican line. He just plays out, this is what we need to do line. And, and I'm very appreciative of his leadership right now. In, in most in most things, how can in politics you don't agree on everything? That's a rare case if you, if you do. So so when it comes to uh, in review, when it comes to LHSA, right now everybody's uh, bent on starting football on October eighth, which would probably push us back two weeks. Okay, let's see what happens before our next show next week, okay? When it comes to LSA, all the clubs can be rolling right now, but they can't be competing at any age group, all right? Uh, we're not in phase three yet. When we get to phase three, we could do, the little kids can start playing, and you can start playing 4v4, 5v5 scrimmages and work on, um, and work on tactics. 
Until then, you can work on technique. Okay, so for those of you who've been keeping up with the news, I just I haven't told you anything new except for the fact that L L L H S A A, the high school association, is still plowing ahead like the Southeastern conferences. Southeastern conference buckles like the Big Ten did today. Uh, let's let's see what happens. And now, if they buckle. Uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention to all the college programs that are being canceled right now, but this has been this has been very bad for soccer, especially for male soccer and small school soccer. All right, because football does pay the bills, like that or not. This is America; it's not France. So, as football goes, the school goes. That's why I coach the kickers. I keep football happy at De La Salle. And so, therefore, soccer is an asset to the school, and therefore, we're able to tap into the funding that we get from football. Without football, we have no budget. Okay, it's it's that simple. Uh, I know it's hard for us to hear when we're coaching the world's greatest sport and the most popular sport in the world, but that hasn't happened here yet, and and, and it's quite painful. Okay. Um, also, I want to just go over that uh, that. On August 10th, uh, uh, LSA decided to go with the leadership, the membership's vote that we'd have our AGM, okay, on August the 16th, all right? And uh, and that's good news. It's going to be virtual, all right? And, and but it's going to happen. Instead of just putting it off, I'm going to be with my kids all week. There's nothing like three-dimensional contact, okay? Virtual contact is just not the same thing. But virtual contact's better than no combat, uh, no contact, okay? And one thing that we've learned from this Zoom culture is that we should be getting in touch with each other more, okay? Uh, uh, instead of just twice a year, formally twice a year is good, okay, at one place. But we can get in touch with each other once a week if we have to, you know. Anyway, what's going to be happening at this AGM is that elections are going to take place. Uh, when it comes to uh, vice president, okay, um, Chad Vadreen has been uh, not challenged. And so he's going to uh, return for another term at vice president. Okay, uh, for treasurer, um, uh, Jeff Moyle has been our treasurer, but he didn't follow the statement of declaration. So they're going to be taking nominations from the floor, which will be very interesting. Uh, now, the youth soccer coordinator, okay, uh, is, is uh, D. Flint, um, and he is running unopposed. And so he'll be returning. Um, the member at large, uh, Matt Labert, uh, Clourde, if I'm pronouncing that right, okay, and uh, and no one's running against him, okay. So Matt's gonna return, okay. And for those of you who don't know, all these people get paid zero, okay, and they got a lot of work in, in the process. So so these are, these are heroes uh, in the soccer world. A lot of people don't see it that way because they're thinking, oh, LSA takes in all this money, and blah blah blah. blah. We well ask them how they spend their money, okay. It's not going into their pockets. It's going to run tournaments and pay for all the things that it takes to, uh, to run ODP and soccer at the, at the level that we're running, which is at the highest level. All right, uh, the member at large, um, uh, which is Shirley Morris, uh, uh, decided not to come back. So Gabby Ernie uh, of HOMA has uh, 
submitted a statement, a declaration, and nobody else has submitted one. So she's going to be returning back. Uh, and she is very efficient. She does a very good job. So really all we're going to be voting on is a treasurer, but that's a big job. It's a job I would never, ever want. And of course, those of you who know me, you would never want me to want. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, the voting, the how we're going to vote for this treasurer is is up in the air, okay? Uh, we have software, and um, uh, and it's going to uh, carry weight. For those of you who don't know about weight, uh, small clubs get one vote, whereas the larger clubs get multiple votes, you know? And, and that's the weight, okay? Um, and the smaller clubs really uh, usually complain that, like, you know, um, uh, Baton Rouge gets three votes, but the thing is, if everybody in the smaller clubs show up to the meeting, okay, and vote, uh, they greatly outnumber the larger clubs. So it's a it's a chicken in the egg kind of thing, you know. But you can't complain if you're not going to attend. So let's see if we can get 100% attendance this year. That would be nice. It blows my mind all the people who don't go to the AGM, okay, and it just. Uh, running wild out there and uh, trying to obey the rules, but they, they really are, are not uh, in with the beautiful games of people, okay? We, uh, we need to work together as hard as that can be. Anyhow, uh, Ben Schnuver has done a great job. Uh, uh, Schnuver, I don't know how to pronounce your name, Ben. I'm sorry, I just know you as Ben, but he's done a great job of, of keeping LCSL intact with all this fluid stuff. And he's gonna be, um, uh, um, actually he, today he had a, 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 a meeting for everybody. And I'll let you know how that went uh, next week as to how we're gonna keep LCSL afloat, okay? Um, and uh, anyhow, the uh, the voting strength they, they sent out also was going to be determined about where we were right before the pandemic. Okay, uh, and uh, one thing that that's that's uh, crazy is there's over twenty five thousand dollars in invoices that haven't been paid yet, and for understandable reasons, some m most of us clubs we, we don't collect the money at the very beginning of of the uh, fiscal year. We collect it semester wise and. Really, in March, that was the beginning of collections for a lot of clubs. So, you know, I appreciate the fact that uh, um, that LSA has been patient with us, and I uh, and I want to thank everybody at LSA for that. Okay, so y'all, look, that's not much to talk about. Last week's show was amazing. Okay, um, this week's show is just letting us uh, like a state of the union where we're at. And hopefully next week, uh, we'll have something really, really more definitive as to whether or not we're going to be able to commence play, all right, at the LSA and the LHSAA level. So just a reminder, club people, you cannot scrimmage. High school people, you cannot be coached by your high school coach. Your high school coach can coach six of you from here on in, okay? Uh um, uh, for the most part, there's this three player rule that I'm still not really comfortable with talking to you on the radio about, uh, that, that, uh, I heard at the last executive meeting, um, uh, where you can work with three people here and there, but you can't work out with your team. Okay. Y'all can't hold trials. 
until the the, start, the official starting date has been pronounced. And you don't hold tryouts until then. So be careful on your vocabulary. Kids talk and they put things, and parents too, they put things out incomplete. And so I, I can't tell you how many times I hear that so-and-so is having tryouts when I know they know better. And I know that they're probably not having tryouts. They've probably got kids coming out as a call out and they're training and getting physical condition which is legal as long as you don't coach without the ball as long excuse me as long as you don't have a ball in your session you can you can um strength and um and and train your players to get them in in total shape so whoo uh don't forget the covid regulations though you got to take a temperature got to be six feet apart um etc 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 cameras are everywhere and uh and i would say don't be worried about the cameras just be worried about the safety of the individuals that you're dealing with okay and remember yeah young people don't aren't going to get sick uh or get affected by the sickness but i have a relative of mine who just caught it and beat it but right now i don't know he's going to have lifelong damage i think from it some people it affects hardly at all some people it affects tremendously all right, so think of those people uh, when you get when you get aggravated putting on your mask, and let's just pull together, y'all, like we did in World War II. All right, uh, that's it for today. Uh, thank you all of you uh, for your patience with me and patience with the situation, and we'll keep you up to date on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. This is Coach Alan DeRitter, and I will hopefully see you next week. Carpe diem in class. Bye-bye.